What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the J Makopo podcast. If it's your first time listening, then here is your extra mercy. If it's not your first time listening, then here's your extra mercy. As you can see, I am outside. I'm in Rustenburg. Last time I, <laughs> I recorded here, um, it was super crazy. The reason being, um, I was sick. You know, if, if you know the episode, you know the episode. But um, I'm so happy that you decided to, to tune in and that you are here with me. Um, I hope you feel like it's a bit refreshing because we are on the outside and great things are, are taking place. Hey, um, uh, sorry I couldn't upload something last week. Uh, coming out of our Easter conference, things were just really crazy at church. So I couldn't make it. I, I saw someone on Twitter specifically who was like, what's going on? You need to upload an episode. Uh, but it's coming. We're here. It's Sunday. We're moving. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we're gonna get into the word right now. I don't have any other updates. Uh, I have new music, you know, that I'm working on, and I have some stuff that's gonna be interesting. Like I keep saying, it's just that certain things take time. But I'm gonna explain it all to you guys as time goes on. But let's get into prayer. Then we're gonna get into the word. Let us pray. Father, we we come into this place and we ask you, my God, that you would be with us, Lord. We ask that you carry us and um, may your word be. Uh, alive in our hearts as we are going to be taking uh, this journey through your word. I pray may it impact us and take us to a new place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we all say amen and amen. So the title of the message that I'm going to be sharing with you today is I'm simply asking you a question. And the question is this, are you for sale? Are you for sale? Basically also meaning, can you be bought? Can you be bought? If you think about your life and you think about everything that's going on, you, you, you go into a shop, you go into a place where people are auctioning things and you realize that things can be bought. But it's not only things that can be bought. I want you to know that you can also be bought if you make a decision to be uh, purchasable, if that's a word. But the question I'm asking you is, can you be bought? I want you to imagine, you know, you go into a shop. There's some shops that have really high um, shelves. And many times when something is on the top shelf, if you're not super tall, um, it can be hard to reach it. But something that we can all uh, say that we can't reach is when you go to a shop called Macro. Some of you know Macro. And when you get into that shop, they have really high, 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 very high shelves. And sometimes the things at the very top, the fact is, you cannot reach those things, especially wholesale shops, not just macro. Um, when you try to go to the very high place, you can't reach there. And when you're trying to reach something that high, what you're trying to do is you know that you can't get there, but your aim is to bring the high thing down. Why? Because you want to buy it. You're going to offer a price that that thing would come down to where you at. I want to read these two verses to you to understand something as we're going to be unpacking this message. Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, And God raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, what does that mean today for you? We went through this Easter weekend and in the Easter weekend, we heard about how Jesus rose from the dead and how we were translated 
from death into life. We were dead in our sins, but now we are alive in God. But I want to tell you that the raising that us as believers experience when our faith is in God is not just that you become alive to Christ, but also there is a new position that is given to you. You know, many times people will say, do you know your position? Know your position. I'm here to tell you that as a Christian, you are also supposed to know your position because of the cross, because Jesus was raised from the dead. He didn't just raise from the dead and and stay on earth he ascended and went into heaven and the bible says that we are now partakers we are now children of god and we are now seated with jesus in heavenly places you have a new position let me read colossians 3 verse 1 it says if then you are raised with christ seek the things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god we are raised with christ and our eyes must be on the things where we have been positioned our eyes must be on the level of our positioning now imagine i'm sure if you some of you have seen this thing where someone can get a new position in work maybe they used to be an intern and now they're no longer an intern now they have a higher position and when they get a higher position what does it mean it means there is a different way of behavior that comes with the higher position you don't just act like an intern when you're now a manager you see an intern can just complain about all the problems but a manager must deal with the problems an intern in a company can just show up you know sometimes late but a manager cannot show up late an intern can be in a meeting and say nothing but a manager must respond in a meeting i'm telling you that with the positioning that god has given you the, a higher position there's a way that you are supposed to speak god has given you a higher position in christ he has raised you with christ so it means he has raised your position so it means that you can't be behaving in a low way you can't use your words in a low way you can't use your life as if it is at a lower position you must wake up and know your position you are so high you were lifted up in heavenly places where your mind must be, in heavenly places where your words must be, because God has given you a new position. I want to tell you that today, you have a new position. You have a new position and that's good news. But now, with your new position, it gives the enemy a problem because the enemy wants to kill, steal and destroy. The enemy wants to affect you, but unfortunately, God has put you at a high position remember the example i gave you it's like you are going into a shop and there is something too high for you to reach so the position where christ has placed you has placed you in a place of safety god has put you in a place where the enemy can't touch you god has placed you in a place where you are secure in him so what the enemy needs to now do and what the enemy's plan to do in your life because he can't just reach you because of the positioning you have in in christ the enemy must try and get you to leave that position so he can attack you. You see, a thing that we have to all understand is the reason why we can fight darkness. It's not because we are strong. It's not The thing that you must understand is the reason you can stand up against the enemy. It's not because you are strong, you are brave, you have power. No, the reason why we can stand up against the enemy is because we have Jesus. If it was not for Jesus the enemy would destroy us if it was not for jesus darkness would have its way with us we would be consumed by the enemy it is not about us it's about who we are walking with it's about the fact that greater is he that is within us than the one that is in the world we have jesus so now we have a strength we have a backup we have a covering it's not about us it's not about you so you need to understand if you leave 
the will of God, if you leave doing things the way God wants you to leave them, you are also leaving a protection that is your inheritance. You, you are leaving a protection that is available for you and that's what the enemy wants you to do. You see, God has positioned you in a higher place. God has given you a new position, a new name, a new destiny, new calling. But what the enemy will want you to do is to leave that high position like somebody who is shopping and sees something they can't reach. They need that thing up there to come down so that you can eventually buy it and eat it. Now this is the, the, the thing I want to uh, give to you and, and put before you in this message. is the fact that, you know, there can be one action. It can be one action, but it can mean two different things in life. You can be doing one thing, it looks like the same thing, but in actual fact, it's two different things. Let me, let me, let me explain what I'm saying. I'm saying I can give you 50 rand. Sometime, and, and, and in one situation, that 50 rand is a gift. I'm just giving you 50 rand. But in another situation, I'm giving you 50 rand because I want something from you. The first one was, excuse me, the first one was a gift. The second one, was I was buying something from you. The first one, listen to me, the first one was a gift. The second one is I was buying something from you. I was buying you. I'm giving you something to get something back. Now, one thing we must understand about God is God is a creator, but the enemy is an imitator. God is an innovator, God, and Satan is an imitator. So the devil can't make things, but he can corrupt and try to do things the way that God has already done them. So when God gives us, he gives us a gift. He gives us grace that we don't deserve. But when the enemy gives you something, he is giving you something because he is buying you. He wants something in return. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 3 verse 13, it says, No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. So Jesus himself was seated at a high position and he could leave that high position and come to earth. It's the same thing with you. The enemy can offer you things. The enemy can put things before you. The enemy can put things before you in your life and want you to leave who God has called you to be. There are things that the enemy is going to give you. Some of them are going to look like they're good. They will be good things that it, the enemy will give you and say, you know what? I know God has called you to be a man of God. The enemy knows he's called you to be a woman of God. But I'm going to give you these opportunities and those opportunities are going to make you leave the positioning where God's called you to be. Or on the other side, what the enemy can do is begin to use hard things, use difficult things that will also make you say, you know what? I'm going to leave the way God wants me to speak. I'm going to step away from the life I must live. And in those situations, the enemy has bought you because he could not reach you to where God has placed you. He could not remove you where God has put you because that's a position that you have. So when the enemy cannot remove you from the positioning God has given you, what the enemy will do is he will try to offer you something for you to leave where God has has placed you and when you leave where God has placed you I want to tell you child of God that you're gonna get hurt the Bible says this in 1st Peter 5 verse 8 it says be sober-minded be watchful for your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour the Bible doesn't say hey get a knife it doesn't say hey get a gun Protect yourself. It says be sober-minded. Why? Because the enemy is going to work on your mind. I want to ask you today, are you for sale? Can you be bought? You see, when you go into a shop, there are some things that you can buy. 
you can go and say, I want to buy that, I want to buy that. But there'll be some things you'll point at and say, can I buy that? And they'll say, it's not for sale. And that's the thing that you need to say to enemy, to the enemy. That's a decision you need to make for yourself that you can't be bought. You will stay being the person God has called you to be. Whether it's offense, you will not be swayed of the position where God has told you that you must be. Whether it's a good opportunity, you will not be bought and begin to change who God has called you to be. Let's look in, 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 this, in this story in the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 11 to 15. It says, While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had been taking place. Now what we're seeing is that there were guards who were there when Jesus was raised from the dead in the tomb. So the Bible says that uh, Jesus revealed himself to his disciples, but there were guards who were watching. And that's good news for you. I just want you to know that. There were people who were not supposed to be involved in the move of God. There were people who were not supposed to be uh, partakers in what God was doing. But God opened a door for even the people who offended God. Even the people who, who crucified Jesus got a second chance. I want you to know that you were never ever disqualified from the plan of God. You may look at yourself and say that, hey, not you not people like you. You may think that you are just supposed to be a spectator, a supporter, but what God wants to do is to take you from the spectator to be someone who is a participator, someone who is a contributor in what God is doing. So we see that happen with these, with these gods. They were the enemies, but Jesus began to reveal his work in their lives. Verse 12, it says, And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people. So, so what happened was they came and they told the, 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 the elders and the priests, the people who were responsible for crucifying Jesus, they came and they said, Jesus is, was raised from the dead. So what does it mean? They began to preach the gospel. They began to spread the gospel. But what happened? The Bible says when they began to conspire, they gave them a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers. Verse 13 says, And they said, Tell the people that his disciples came at night and stole him while we were asleep. And this comes, and when this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. What happened was, they were beginning to spread the gospel, but they were given money. They were bought. They were, they were about to step into their calling, but they were bought. They were about to step into power, but they were bought. You see, maybe you're in that place right now where you have a decision to make because God could continue to use your life, but there is something that's being offered to you to put you off track. Could that be you today? that God could continue to use your life. But maybe it's a bad thing that is being put before you and it is sufficient enough for you to keep quiet or to stop doing what God has called you to do. You see, when you stop being who God has called you to be, it affects other people. Stop being so self-centered Stop being so self-focused and realize that your life is supposed to be more than you. Don't allow situations to move you off the path where God has called you to be.
Whether it's a good thing or it is a bad thing. We see with these soldiers that there was something that, that could be given to them that threw them off the path. You see, this is a bad example, but with this message and with this podcast, I'm not calling you to be just different from other people. Be different to, from people. Nah, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not, here, I'm not just here to say be different. I'm also not here to, to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. Um, I'm not here to tell you to be the best version of yourself. I'm here to encourage you and to preach a message that says, be like Jesus, be like Christ. That should be the example of who we are trying to be, who you are trying to be, the image you're trying to pursue, what your life's goal is to be, is to be like Jesus. So we're going to look at, at Jesus and see how Jesus was not for sale. And this is something that you need to say for yourself, that you are not for sale. We see in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11, it says this, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Um, the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said, Again it is written, You shall not put the, the Lord your God to test. Again the devil took him to a very high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said all of these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me then Jesus said to him be gone Satan for it is written you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve and the devil left him and behold angels came and were ministering to him what we are seeing here is the devil was trying to buy Jesus the devil was trying to buy Jesus now the interesting thing about what is happening here is that the enemy comes the enemy shows up after a spiritual high. The enemy will show up after that you have heard from God. It's a thing that we think, you know, after you've spent time fasting, after you went to a church conference, after you took time to pray, after you did all these things for God and God was speaking to you and revealing things to you, that, okay, now things are going to be great in terms of you hearing from God. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. But instead, what happens is that's when the enemy shows up. You see, the enemy is going to show up when um, you are walking with God. The enemy is going to want to show himself, not when you are messing around. The enemy is not going to really show up when you're messing around. The enemy is not really going to show up when uh, you, you, you are just doing your life the way you want to do it. But the enemy is going to get intimidated. You see, you only attack someone who's intimidating you. You, you only deal with something that's going to be a threat. Now, when you are walking the way God's called you to walk, you are now becoming a threat to the powers of darkness. So the powers of darkness will respond. They will respond. So never be shocked after spending time in the word, after going to church, after praying, when you're beginning to see a shaking, it's normal. You're beginning to show up as a threat and the enemy wants to deal with you as a threat. So you must always be just prepared that, hey, now when I'm beginning to see God, the enemy is getting nervous and is going to try and mess some things up in my life. But when it happens, it's just intimidation tactics. It's not something that you must fear. It's just intimidation. You know these things are shaking, you're beginning to see these fights, you stop. You remain so focused. You know that God is above all these things. 
You deal with them as they come and you continue to pursue God. Don't let it throw you off. But in these moments, in this moment in the story, <clears throat> the devil was trying to buy Jesus. Now, maybe you've been in the situation where you are going to buy something at a shop and you're not so sure about what's on the card, what's on your card, right? <laughs> you're not 100% sure, like, is this card going to be able to take me the whole way? And you get there to the front of the line and then uh, you put all the things up. You're seeing the numbers are going up. The money is going higher and higher as everybody, as, as everything is being swiped at the till. And then when you bring your card forward, you try to swipe it. The lady in the front, she doesn't even help you as uh, there's no Ubuntu with that lady. She has no spirit of Ubuntu. She just comes out and says, declined. She lifts her voice up. Decli it's declined. I'm not sure if she's lifting up her voice or if it just feels really loud. <laughs> but she says, it's declined. And you know what the enemy does? That's how the enemy will attack you and try to buy you and try to get you off the position where God's called you to be. The enemy will take one card, one situation, and try to swipe you, try to buy you with one situation. And sometimes it'll be declined. Nah, the enemy can't get you with, with, with parties or whatever. Nah, I can't get you with that. Takes out another card, tries to swipe you, and sees, ah, okay, the enemy can't get you with, with drugs or whatever. Okay, cool. The enemy looks at you, takes out another card, swipes. Boom, it affects you. Why? It was offense, you were offended. You were offended and you allowed offense to take you off the position where God has called you to be. This is what the enemy was doing with Jesus when he was tempting him. He was trying one thing to buy Jesus, another thing to buy Jesus, and another thing to buy Jesus. We must know that the enemy is relentless. He's going to keep trying to use different things. But for now, let's look at the three things that the enemy tried to do with Jesus. And we can assume that the enemy is going to try and do similar to us. So there are three cards and three ways that the enemy tried to buy Jesus. Is with this. The first way the enemy tried to buy Jesus was he tried to go through the abilities of Jesus. In the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 34, it says this, And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right? Now, check this out. The enemy says, if you're the son of God, number one, what he, what he is questioning is his identity. He questions, who are you? And that's what the enemy is going to try and do with you. The enemy is going to try to make you question your identity in God. The enemy is going to try and make you question, do you have a calling from God? Do you really, is there really something special about your life? Uh, is, is, is there a good plan for you? Uh, are you truly good? The enemy is going to come and try to attack your identity. But after that, what, Jesus, what the enemy says is, command these, these, these stones to become bread. He's going through his abilities. He's going through the abilities that Jesus has. Now, I want to say this to you. How the enemy is going to try and get you to leave your position with God. How the enemy, you see, God has put you in a high position, like I said before. Now, the enemy tries to get you to leave that high position God has given you by behaving differently, by stepping out of the will of God. The enemy is going to try and get you through your abilities. How does he do it? 
maybe you are like me. <laughs> when someone tells me that I can't do, that they don't think I can do something, I automatically feel like I need to prove myself to that person. Now, how the enemy can try and get you to leave the position where God's called you to be is the enemy will try to challenge you in that way to say, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. I, I, you, don't, you don't have the ability to do it. You don't have the ability to change things in your life. You don't have the ability. You, you can't do that. And what it begins to do is it begins to make you leave a position that God has given you. It makes you leave the grace that God has placed over your life. And what do you begin to do is you take things into your own hands. You take things into your own hands. You say, okay, fine. Out of my ability, I'm going to do that thing. Now, the enemy wants you to take your life into your own hands. Why? The enemy wants you to take your, your own life into your own hands because your hands are not stable. The enemy wants you to take situations into your own hands because your hands are sinful. The enemy wants you to take your life into your own hands because your hands are broken. You can't do it with your own hands. You can't do it with your own ability. But the enemy is going to try and push you, try to challenge you and say, nah, go and prove them. What does it mean? The enemy wants you to lean into your pride. Lean into your pride so that you take things and say, I am going to prove that I can do these things. And when you are proving yourself, God didn't call you to, to, to prove yourself. God didn't call you to, 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 to look for approval because Jesus has already proven himself and we are to have faith in what Jesus did instead of having faith in our ability. I'm not saying we don't have confidence in what we can do, but our primary confidence, our stability and our peace comes in the fact that what Jesus did on the cross was enough. And what the enemy is going to try and do is make you feel like what Jesus did is not enough. You need to step in now. The enemy says, you must command. You must command. Don't rest in what God has done. Take it into your own hands. It's not just about what you heard on the sermon. It's not just about what happened on the cross. But you must do something. You must put things into your own hands. And what you do when you do that is you begin to have a work-based faith. Where everything is about what you have done and unfortunately as a person you are not as consistent as God and it means your walk with God will not be consistent because you're going to go through ups and downs because as a human you are not consistent you will go up and down and your walk with God will never be stable and every time you go down the enemy is going to attack you and you're going to ask yourself what's going on with my life you're going to go up down again the enemy attacks you because you are relying on your own ability the other way how the enemy will come through your ability is the enemy will make you feel like you can't do it Maybe some people listening to me is the enemy will be whispering in your ear and say, that's impossible. You couldn't do that. That, that. that can't happen. And you may be agreeing with the enemy and saying, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could be that person. I don't think I could, I could be one who, who God uses to minister to people. You don't think that you could find true healing. You don't think that you would actually have peace after things that have happened before you. It's impossible. I, I, I'm, I'm not able to forgive. You're not able to... The enemy wants you to be there because the moment you do that, you are forfeiting the calling over your life. And each, when you forfeit the calling over your life, you're also forfeiting the position that God has placed you in. You walk off and because you are in sorrow, because you are doubting what God can do through you, then the enemy attacks you and he has his way as a lion that seeks to devour. The next thing is the enemy will try and buy you through your security. Can someone say amen today? 
Can someone say amen today? The enemy is going to try and buy you via your security. The Bible says this in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 5 to 7. It says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command angels concerning you on their hands. They will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, this is a very interesting time because the enemy literally puts Jesus on a building, a high building, and says, jump off. God will catch you, right? God will catch you. You will be safe. This is something very interesting that a lot of people don't speak about or don't think about. You see, one of the, the biggest ways, one of the biggest ways that the enemy will want to get you hurt. One of the biggest ways that the enemy will want to attack you is by giving you a false sense of security in certain areas. The enemy will make you feel like you can do certain things and you will still be fine. Ah, the enemy is going to make you feel like you don't have to go to church, you're going to be fine. The enemy is going to feel like a little bit of compromise in your life you will be fine. God is still there. The enemy is going to make you feel like you can step out of the will of God and things are still going to be fine with you. He told Jesus to jump off a building because you will be caught. But Jesus knew that that is not the will of God. That is not what God has called him to do. Don't test God by doing things that you're not supposed to be doing and expecting that you're going to be fine because you're definitely going to be hurt. You see what the enemy will do to you is he will say God is there God will protect you God 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 will never leave nor forsake you go ahead and take that jump God God is still going to be there go ahead and behave that way God is still there go go to that place spend time with that person have that do that or maybe walk away walk away leave them leave that church get out of the church you're going to be fine without them That is a false sense of security. That's a false sense of security. Don't jump into things that God has not told you to jump into. Don't find yourself taking risks. Don't find yourself playing with your salvation. Don't find yourself playing outside of the will of God because you're going to be hurt. Don't test God. You see, that's what the enemy is going to try and do to get you off your, your position to say, nah, it's fine. You don't have to be a, that much of a Christian. You don't have to speak like that. You'll be fine. Just continue doing what you're doing. But he's waiting for an opportune time to knock you down and to end things because you've left the position. Now you're jumping into other things. All right? So, so, so pay attention to that. Um, don't be bought with a false sense of security and by taking risks that are outside of um, what God has called you to do. Can someone say amen? And the last verse I want to read, that's because of time. Uh, I, could, I could honestly speak for like two hours if I had to. <laughs> um, amen. And the last thing, let's read this. this um, what, what the enemy is going to try and get you through is through your loyalty. Through your loyalty. Matthew chapter 4 verse 8 to 10, it says this. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, 
all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You see, sometimes you may not realize that you're not loyal to God. You're not loyal to God. You're loyal to yourself. You're loyal to yourself. You know, a lot of people are in that place. And what the enemy did was, when he said, Jesus, bear this in mind. There is the Father, there is the Son, there is the Holy Spirit. There is the, the triune, God is a triune God. Now, what the enemy says is, to you, Jesus, you, I will give you all these things if you bow down and worship me. Jesus says that we must worship the Lord our God. There is a sense where, and when we say God, Jesus is God, but there is the Father, there is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is not in it for himself. Jesus is about the bigger picture. Jesus is about those who are with him. Jesus is about God. Even when we look in scripture, Jesus is always saying the Father. Pray to the Father, our Father who art in heaven. He says no one is good except the Father. You cannot go to the Father except through me. Jesus is always about the Father. He stays loyal to his God as an example to us. Now, Jesus was in a position where he could have got some really cool things. Fame, power, fortune, possessions. There were good things that were being placed before him. But if it meant he had to compromise serving God, he rejected it. I want to ask you, do you have that level of, of, of loyalty to God? Do you have that level of loyalty to your God? You see, there will be things when you can make it about yourself or you can make it about God. When you are offended, you can make it about yourself and say, no, you are offended, you are angry, you are upset. Or you can make it about God and say, you know what, I, I want to handle this the way God would handle it. I, I want the, the love of God to be shown here. I want the power of God to be shown. You can make it about yourself or you can make it about God. And what Jesus did in that moment, it can, be, it can be something bad or it can be something good as well. It can be some opportunity coming your way. You can make it about you. You can be self-focused. It can be about the good things coming your way. Or you could be saying, you know what? It's about serving God. It's not about you. It's about God. You see, the enemy will want you to be disloyal to God. You know, there's an interesting thing that is said about the Israelites. The Israelites were not so much people who loved idols. They didn't love idols. The Israelites loved themselves. The God that the Israelites in the Old Testament would be worshipping, their God was themselves. Their God was their belly. So what they would do is, when God was not doing what they wanted God to do, when they felt like God is not serving them, they would leave. They would go find another God. When they felt like, wait, where's God? God is not doing what I want him to do. I'll find another God then. I'll find another idol. I'll make another one. Because they were looking for things to serve them. What you must understand is that it's not about God serving you. It's about you serving God. So there are sometimes, as even, even these days in this generation, we see a big thing where there are Christians who will say, you know what? If God is not working, I'm going to leave Christianity. I'm going to find another spirituality. Because, because the Christian thing is not working. It's not serving me. So I want something else to serve me. And they walk away from God. And it means you didn't understand what salvation was about in the first place. 
God is God and we are the ones who serve God. Even a big thing happening in our country right now is people are accommodating all spiritualities because they want everything to serve them instead of them serving God. But these are the ways that the enemy will want to buy you. But like Jesus, you need to make a decision and say, I'm not for sale. You see, this sermon is not so much about... Um, this sermon is not so much about saying, you know what? Don't be sold. Am I for sale? Am I for sale? The sermon really at the end of the day, what I'm bringing you to is to, for you to make a de declaration. It's for you to make a decision and you say that you're not for sale. The book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 to 13 says, And because lawlessness will, in, will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And then it says this, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who says they can't be bought by good things. The one who says they can't be bought by bad things will be saved. I, I want you to, to make a decision that you will not be bought. Even though lawlessness rises up. Even though you see the love of many people growing cold. People are not loving each other as they should. People are not loving God as they should. People are not loving the world and not loving life as they should. And lawlessness is, is abounding. You need to make a decision that you will endure. Even when the enemy tries to buy you and says, you know what, you're at this high position where God wants you to be, but I want to try buy you. I want you to try come down. The, the enemy, listen, listen, listen to me. The enemy, while you are lifted up by God, while God has a good plan for you, while God wants you to be a certain man of a certain caliber, a certain woman of a certain caliber, what the enemy wants you to do is to reduce yourself and to come where he can affect you. So when the enemy wants to reduce you from being the man of God, from speaking like a man of God, from behaving like a woman of God, from, from carrying yourself like a man or a woman of God, when the enemy wants to to bring things to you, to stop you from acting like a man of God or a woman of God, you need to make a decision to say that you're not for sale. I want you to change the way you, you see things. And when you see a bad situation come your way, see that the enemy is trying to buy you. He's trying to get you to, to move from that position where God's placed you. When you see something that's making you forget God or, or, or make you, you know, focus on other things that are not godly, See, the enemy is trying to buy you, but you have to make a decision to say, you will not be bought. You will remain. You will endure to the end. You will be seated in heavenly places. You will be seated where God has placed you to be. The enemy won't get you to stand up. The enemy won't get you to leave where God's called you to be. You will endure to the end, being who God's called you to be. You see, this, this message is not so much about saying a prayer, asking God to do this. It's about you making a decision to say, you are not for sale. I want you to say that in your heart that I'm not for sale. I want you to say I'm not for sale. When you're offended, say enemy, I'm not for sale. When 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 there's a, a party invitations, you say enemy, I'm not for sale. This is making me. These things are, are are making me want to leave where God's called me to be. I'm not for sale, and you remain where God's called you to be. Can someone say amen today. The question is, are you for sale? And the answer. I pray that you say is you're not for sale. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Help them to make a decision. I believe there are people right now who are listening to me, listening to this, this episode, and the enemy is trying to buy them with things. 
And maybe some people feel like the enemy has already bought them. But Father, you are our redeemer. You can redeem us and get us out of uh, the pocket of the enemy. Father, I pray for those who may feel like they have already been bought. Father, you are our redeemer. Remind us of what you've done on the cross and that, my God, you have redeemed us from all of that. And now we can get back to who you've called us to be and make a decision that we're not for sale. But for some people who the enemy is wanting to tempt them with good and bad things, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to, um, to stay and to endure until the end, Father. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Check this out. You have to make the decision. Everything that's facing you right now, everything that's facing you in the week to come and with your whole life, make a decision that you cannot be bought. You are not for sale, just as Jesus was not for sale. Hey, that's the end of the message. Please send this to all your loved ones, all your friends, and even the haters because they need the word of God too. But yeah, guys, uh, be, be on the lookout for really cool things, some music, and some other creative stuff coming from me. Should be cool, should be fresh. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, oh, oh yeah, if, if you ever find yourself in the Rustenburg area, there's gonna be a conference in Faith Point Church in Rustenburg. Um, it will be on the 13th to the 15th. 13th of May to the 15th. 13th, 14th, I think the Thursday, that weekend, <laughs> Thursday to Sunday, I'm going to be there. I'll be speaking on the Sunday. It's going to be lit. I hope you guys will pull up. If you, if you do show up from the podcast, please speak to me and I will give you something cool. All right. But we're out. Peace out. I love you. We're done. We're gone. You can go now. You can go.